0: If you study history carefully, that you might remember one of the most profound, and should we say the greatest leaders in the world, which was Winston Churchill. Now, in the year of 1943, Winston Churchill made a statement to America, and the statement went like this, the price of greatness is responsibility. Now, when we look at the geopolitical change today, how should we understand and interpret The sentence that's stated by Winston Churchill, and you're right, of course, that he is right, that today when we come to the word greatness, that could link to the word responsibility. And for example, if you're a leader running for the country, and naturally that you are being attacked by political opposition, and of course that we're looking at so many political issues and also social disagreements, now today, in this episode, we need to bring the nation of Italy into the center of our talk. Now if you follow the news closely, that you know today the Italian government today is facing another major crisis, which related to the word immigration. Now only that we've seen more illegal immigrants today flooded to the nation of Italy, but meanwhile this is getting too chaotic. The current administration have not offered any tangible solution. In other words, we don't know if the government is going to continue to shut the border, close the lines to prevent the illegal immigrants flooding to this country. Or there's an alternative and perhaps the European Union can step in to help them as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker, who is Maria Zubello. Again, if you're fam- familiar with Maria, she's an amazing journalist. Of course, that she reports uh, constantly on international issues. And also, she's a regular contributor to MilitantWire.com. Well, Maria, and welcome back to The Missing Piece.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Maria, again, I, I want to get really started on this topic related to the immigration issue, particularly related to illegal immigration to, il- uh, to Italy today. Now, some mention that the current prime minister, which is Georgia Melanie, that she really gets a reality check on immigration. So in other words, at this moment, she's caught between the decisions. Now, from your perspective, why do you think today that when we come to the nation of Italy, immigration has become a central or we say most controversial topic for the nation and also how should we evaluate the performance and also the solution under the current Prime Minister?
1: Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, we have to like that uh, uh, Italy's geography is not uh, um, by our side, mm. because we are the border with Africa, uh, just separated by the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, starting from that, uh, I feel that it's important to check uh, the figures. I give you just some uh, insight. According to data from the Ministry of the Interior, uh, there were approximately 124,000 landings Mm -hmm. in Italy only this year, Mm -hmm. which is double the number recorded in the same period last year. So you can imagine we are talking about a huge. Huge figures. And let's see, uh, let's get a look uh, at the um, country where uh, these migrants come from. Uh, the first in the list is Guinea, followed by Ivory Coast, Egypt, and Tunisia why it important to see uh, the the African countries where the people come from, because you can uh, um, establish strategy uh, agreements uh, within the European Union and take steps to face these massive problems. Let me say that uh, migration is not only a problem of Italy, is an European problem and, i can say also a new s problem why because when you have a massive flow of people um, most of uh, uh, them are um, uh, with no documents or with forged passports or uh, with a difficult background to to check you allow uh, an unknown flow of people to enter to europe maybe to uh, to get uh, um, documents and And, and a way of living there. And in a very connected world, it's very easy to see a flow of a migration or um, migration of specific uh, criminal bad actors from Europe to the United States. Uh, for example, um, some uh, um, recent uh, uh, police operations uncovered a flow of migrants from Dominican Republic to um, Europe with forged documents. And you can have the same um, in the opposite way. But uh, let's focus on Europe. Last July, the European Union, it's important to remind, reached an international agreement with Tunisia which is the first line um, of, a, of a issue in terms of geographical strategy. This agreement included economic support from Brussels in exchange for the implementation of economic reforms and border control. Uh, the text of this memorandum was signed by the president of Tunisia, Kais Sayed, and also European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, Italian Prime Minister Giorgio Meloni, and at the time resigning Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte. The problem of disagreement for a journalist is that if you read the text, um, there are no details. Mm. Um, Brussels don't specify uh, the amount of economic commitment or uh, worst of the specific demands that have been made by Tunisia. Uh, the text is very general and speaks about uh, economic uh, trade cooperation and so and so on. The idea, the general idea behind this argument is that uh, the United States, uh, um, the European Union provide financial support to Tunisia, and Tunisia, for its part, will facilitate the repatriation of Tunisian nationals. But the problem is that the Tunisian nationals are the last in the list. So, what we do with the other immigrants? And here we have some problem because Tunisia already said that they want to open refugee camps or center uh, to which non-Tunisian migrants can also be brought back uh, as uh, Europe proposed during the the negotiations. So what was the result of this very weak agreement that, for example, on September 15, Lampedusa, which is the Mm. uh, immigration spot in Sicily, received 7,000 people in 24 hours. So it's huge. It's a massive flow, and to understand why it's dangerous is that when you have um, these massive flows, it's impossible to uh, check uh, um, the criminal background of these people. And October 16, we have uh, um, uh, Islamist attack in Brussels. Uh, the perpetrator was Abdesalem Salem Lasu, uh, He killed two people, and this guy, um, the anti-anti-terrorism could uh, um, could uh, could check his profile. This guy came to Lampedusa on 2011, and it was undocumented. It was an illegal migrant. Mm. So uh, it gives you um, the picture of the issue, for sure. Uh, Africa is calling and Europe can be silent. But at the same time we have to imagine that in Asia, in, uh, in Africa you have different forces operating, like for example Wagner group. So if you have Wagner group behind some migration movements, uh, it becomes a political uh, a geopolitical uh, strategy, not humanitarian issue you know mm. what i mean so uh, it's complicated and uh, also we have to we have to see because we we could see here very clearly from brazil uh, as you know brazil is a portuguese speaking country and uh, they made uh, recently an arrangement with other um portuguese speaking countries in africa and uh, portugal to have a free um free um human uh, um, access uh, around uh, uh, between uh, between these countries. Uh, among these countries, you have Angola. Mm. Okay. What I uncovered with my journalistic investigation is that Angola now It's very critical because there, there is a lot of corruption, and this corruption is facilitating the um, uh, uh, true passport, uh, providing fake. Nationalities. Mm. So it means that I, if I come from Nigeria and I need a, a passport um, to to flow to enter Brazil, to enter Portugal, for example, um, I can go to Angola and have a, a, a truth passport with a fake nationality because I'm not from Angola but I'm from Nigeria. So as you can see the proportion uh, 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 and the, the size of the issue is global because the mm. is global. Mm.
0: You know Maria again I want to shift our conversation back to Italy. Again since you mentioned the number let's get another set of numbers into our conversation. According to the article that and I quote, more than 140,000 migrants have already reached Italy by boat this year, almost twice as many as in the whole of 2022. Thousands more lost their lives during the journey. And last month, 7,000 people arrived over just a couple of days, as you mentioned before, in Lampedusa. Now, Maria... Correct me if I'm wrong, for some countries, as you mentioned, they're also facing this issue with illegal immigrants or migration. Some propose, or we say, the liberal agenda that suggests that we should provide a path for citizenship. So in other words, if we put ourselves on the stool of humanitarian, and we should provide a path, a legal way for them to become citizens. But if you stand on the other side of the aisle, they oppose this idea, so believe that this country is ruled and is regulated by principles. And we should go through a thorough criminal background examination before allowing anyone. Now, coming back to the nation of Italy, why do you think today it's so difficult for the government to make a decision? So in other words, is it still necessary to get the help and support from EU or Italy alone can actually get the problem solved before it is getting too late
1: because the European Union is not that united. I mean, nobody wants the problem. So Mm -hmm. as Italy's country to land uh, is is an Italy problem. And I can tell you that Italy did a lot because we have the Vatican, um, a lot of uh, Catholic uh, centers that are helping. So we cannot say that Italy is not uh, uh, providing an, um, an humanitarian response to the issue. But the issue is huge. And when you have seven thousand people uh, arriving in one, uh, just in one day, uh, in a small island like uh, Lampedusa, you can imagine that even United States uh, could uh, could check all the backgrounds because uh, we assist. uh, We could see pictures um, showing people uh, fleeing, escaping, and if you look at the average uh, profile. Of African migrants, they are all men under 30 years old, and when they arrive in the big cities like uh, Rome, Mil- Milan, etc., you you can see that it's impossible to absorb all this uh, human capital. So, what what, what was the result? Result? These cities, these big cities, became very dangerous in terms of safety. Mm. If you go to the train uh, railway station. You can see people, uh, migrants selling drugs because the first job that they can get to survive is smuggling drugs. Because don't forget that drug trafficking is very powerful in Italy. In Milan, in the last years, uh, the, um, popul- the consumers of cocaine increased a lot. So if you have a market, you you you, you must have bad actors to run uh, the daily life of this market. So this is the first point. Um, the second point now, uh, we are living uh, in a very dangerous uh, historical moment, is mm. a third war uh, scattered. That's no? right. are conflict in in Ukraine, we have now the conflict in the Middle East. So now the alert is about terrorists, about Islaming people, radicalized people coming, for example, from Turkey. Don't forget that Turkey now is the door uh, for um, former ISIS uh, fighters that escape uh, to the arrest. So Turkey is a bomb ready to explode. Mm-hmm. And Turkey uh, could be a platform I have uh, for sending, uh, not the Turkish government, but the country uh, is a platform for a former Jihadist members uh, coming to Europe uh, through Italy mm. uh, to to make attacks, and this is the good moment to do it because all the Islam is uh, part of the, mo- of the world. The call to the jihad. Um, so we we are facing different problems. What could be the impact, for example, in terms of? Security um, issues in Italy, because uh, you asked me when you contact. Um, as you know, Italy has an history, has a very interesting history of anarchist movements mm. and red uh, terrorism. We had the Red Brigades, and then we have new Red Brigades. So if i have a a huge flow of migrants uh, coming from africa poor with no uh, professional profile so really really um, in a very bad situation it's not a first class migration And you have a country like Italy at this moment, where you have 7.3% of unemployment and where you don't have salaries that increase and the cost of living and rents is increasing a lot, Mm. you have social social troubles. Okay, these social troubles can be exploded by Mm. um, radical movements. And in my opinion, not that uh, uh, far-right movements because far-right movements we already have it casa pausa, Lealtazione, movimento nazionale. We are talking about 427,000 militants, okay? Mm. Is a problem because as you know, uh, we have a uh, history uh, told us that fascism was really bad, so it's not good to have uh, these far right movements. And in my opinion, uh, if we if we will have problems, they will come from anarchists and red brigades, the new red brigades, which is a mix of everything because you have the old ideology of the red brigades. Uh, you have a whole roots of anarchists that in Italy is very strong. That's why on January, last January, um, the anti-terrorism in Italy gave an alert about the risk of uh, attacks because there were attacks from anarchists. There was the case of Cospito with an anarchist in prison. Uh, so there were there were there was a, a, a very strong response by the anarchist movement. So, in my opinion, if he, if he will see problems, we will see them from this part of the society. The, the far right movements, for sure, will explore the narrative of migration uh, sea as an invasion of Europe uh, and. Which is comprehensible because if you if you walk on, on Milan, and you are not rich, and you take the bus you take the subway, you have problems, in mm. fact. And that's another point that explains why Giorgia Meloni won the elections, because until now the left parties try to minimize to minimize they work for migrants, but not for workers. So mm. they changed, they shifted the, the, the historical focus of lefty parts, um, uh, um, parties, uh, who was, uh, which was uh, um, the rights uh, of workers. So the scenario changed. In my opinion, politics in this moment, just to reply to your uh, Churchill statement, is not responsible because uh, most of the politicians are not uh, have not a, a professional mm. profile. Mm. Uh, so, if you have people that come from different uh, mm, parts of society, we know with not a professional history of politics, uh, of experience, you can produce monsters like uh, Bolsonaro in Brazil, mm. uh, on Milan in Argentina. And these monsters are perfect for uh, far-left movements that are in fact promoting uh, um, dictatorial uh, or uh, authoritarian regimes uh, um, making alliance with iran russia and so on so the question is that in these historical moments we don't have in my opinion a class of politicians uh, able to uh, manage the huge issues at stake in a professional way
0: Mm. maria previously
1: To to create a new a new class of politicians
0: Well, again, Maria, previously, you and I, we had email exchange regarding this topic. And now one of the critical issues that I brought up to you is what we called political polarization today. I mean, again, it's not just happening in the U.S. and it's taking place around the world. But now let's go back to uh, Georgia Melanie. Now, again, she was elected based on this what we called conservatism or conservative principles. Now, some experts or, again, some voices came out of the international community to believe she is what we called a right-wing populist. So how fair or how much do you think that this immigration issue or this illegal immigration crisis, it's actually a testing whether uh, uh, Georgia Maloney that she is belonging, or she is part of this right wing populist, or she shouldn't be crowned, or she should shouldn't be labeled as right wing populist. How should we balance the view, and what what is your uh are your thoughts on I think that?
1: Georgia Meloni is not Marine Le
0: Pen. Mm.
1: The past when she entered the politics, she espoused this narrative but now, as you can see from the choices of the government they're really pronato choices she broke up with China uh, um, about Ukraine she was on the U.S. side, mm. so I think that um, you should see the practical facts of her government. Don't forget that Italy decided to to move right after years of uh, lefty parties that were really incapable of uh, um, understand uh, the social problems of society mm. and forget that before georgia meloni meloni we have five star party which was in my opinion is not a political uh, it's not a personal um, judgment, but I think that five-star movements was a disaster mm. for Italy. Uh, when we faced the COVID uh, epidemic, um, five-star movements, uh, Giuseppe Conte, we, who at that time was our prime minister, um, opened the door to Cuban doctors, to Russian um uh, medical help, uh, creating a lot of security issues for my country. So we have to understand that people decide to move right as they always did in Italy because before um, the parties uh, uh, in charge of the country were totally unfit mm. to run the country. So they said, let's try another 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 change is different, for example, to compare to Brazil, mm. compare Brazil because Brazilians don't have memory. Mm. So they left Lula because they forget the corruption uh, uh, and the scandal of corruption uh, that happened just uh, four, four years ago. Italians are more, more rough, so they mm. more rude. They, they say, OK, you, you, you were unfit, now I change. Mm. Let's see. And I say, let's see, because uh, um, uh, see this scenario, honestly, who can you elect in Italy? Mm. Schlein had a lot of problems inside uh, her coalition, mm. lefty coalition. And honestly, if you listen to her speeches, you really don't understand uh, what are the plan for the the social issues that Italy is facing. Mm. Concrete uh, response to their daily problems. They don't want uh, uh, um, systems, ideological systems. They want a better quality of life. They want to avoid that young people emigrate Because in Italy, you can find a decent job with a decent salary. So that's reality. And I think in this moment, we must be practical.
0: That's right, Maria. I mean, this is the moment that we must be practical. Now, I want to ask you one more question before we end the show. Now, again, according to the report that the European Union is also making progress on a new pact on immigration, which entails stricter procedures for asylum uh, uh, excuse me asylum seekers coming from countries that deem safe loser rules to expel rejected applicants again as you mentioned before we're not only looking at the nation of Italy we're looking at the nation of Greece and Spain and also other member states and of course that for those people they really have to pay thousands of euros for every asylum seekers they refuse to take. Now, Maria, the last question I want to ask is, how accountable do you think it's you, EU, today when we look at this immigration issue? Now, and from, from this day forward, how do you think that we can expect the immediate reaction from the Italian government today? Your final thoughts.
1: I'm not positive because uh, uh, United States, um, uh, Europe is trying to to make some steps forward, uh, but uh, the problem is now. Mm. Okay. So, uh, and the other problem is that it depends uh, on the forces on uh, basing in Africa, uh, and I repeat, Wagner Group plays. a a vital, a crucial role in all this story. So it means Putin, Russia, Mm. uh, to destabilize Europe. So in my opinion now, uh, uh, my suggestion is we need to to be united. Mm. Because uh, as the terrorists in Brussels uh, indicate us, the the problem is uh, European, is a global problem. Mm. And Italy, unfortunately, is the first step for this migration flow. So, Italy needs help because mm-hmm. uh, even with the help and the support of the Vatican, uh, uh, it's impossible to manage. Uh, Uh, These massive clause. Mm -hmm. And uh, if uh, really Europe will be united, uh, we will have a a huge impact also on on terrorism issues. Mm -hmm. Because in this moment, we are facing uh, this threat. It's an important threat. We can have a um, a lonely wolf, but also organized groups uh, that can Target people, places, facilities, and we are all involved in this story. Mm. And these people can travel, can travel to the United States, can travel to Latin America, and then entering the United States as it happened. Mm. So uh, we must be all involved in this issue and try to be humans, but at the same time, to be legal.
0: Mm. Maria, that's a great way to put it. Again, you sent a strong reminder to our listeners and viewers. We need to be human, but also these people should be legal when they enter the country. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to speak to Maria Zupelo. Again, I strongly encourage everyone to stay connected with her and also with her publications. Again, she's one amazing investigative journalist that she covers a lot of issues related to international affairs, and also she's very active and a contributor on MilitantWire.com. So, again, Thank you, uh, Maria, for your time and really enjoyed our conversation. We'd love to have you back on the show as we continue to pay attention to the global affairs today. So thank you so much for doing this.